Hey everyone, I'm Jen Garrett and welcome to the Move the Ball podcast. On this podcast, we are going to talk about how to succeed in business and in life by putting winning strategies into practice to help you advance faster. So if you're looking to move forward and reach that next level of greatness, then you are in the right place. Now get ready. Let's suit up, show up and move the ball. Hey everyone, Jen Garrett here. It's so great to be back with you for another episode of Move the Ball. Now, if you haven't already done so, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode and also leave us a review. So we're currently in my Women in Leadership series and today inside the huddle with us and ready to help us to move the ball is Pam Tiverti Cleary. Pam is the Senior Director of External Communications for Collins Aerospace, where she leads a global team responsible for telling the company's story around the world. She is passionate about the world of corporate communications, which she's been doing her entire career, which has spanned over 20 years. And while her work up until recently has taken her to all parts of the globe, and we'll talk about that in a little bit, she does call Iowa home, so she's a Midwestern girl like me, where she currently works remotely alongside her husband, her two teenagers, and her dog. Pam, welcome to the show. Thanks. It's great to be here. Well, I'm really excited for our chat. So talk to us about the world of corporate communications. When did you think that that was what you wanted to go into for a career? Yeah, well, Jen, um, I mean, I've always loved writing. Um, you know, in high school, I, I did a lot of public speaking. And I was also super obsessed with news and television. And I actually originally thought that I wanted uh, to be a broadcast journalist. And so I, my, my original intent was that I was going to be on Good Morning America or something like that someday. Um, but um, once I started, uh, started college and realized that maybe that life wasn't as glamorous as it appeared to be, and, um, and I couldn't I was horrible at editing like I, I started uh, you know when when you start out as a broadcast journalist you have to uh, you, you've 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 got a lot of camera around and you have to do the editing and I really found and as people can attest to today I just didn't have those technical skills um, and but I still really loved the writing piece and uh, the the public speaking piece, which then one of my college professors really guided me um, to this direction of, of public relations. And, um, and once I started studying that, I, I, I really loved it. I loved the idea of pulling together a strategy. Uh, I started out at an agency right out of college, and it's just stuck with me ever since. Oh, that's great. And so you worked at this agency, I guess, when you first started out, what was your biggest, I guess, most eye opening experience of that world? <laughs> well, you know, I, I think a lot of the things that I had actually learned in college about PR and marketing, going to an agency and just even just in terms of, you know, we, we learned about, you know, writing you know, a very different writing style. Um, one of my key learnings is really kind of every company that you work with is a little bit different and that um, what applies to one company doesn't necessarily work for another company. That's the great thing about working for an agency is really learning learning about the different approaches and then having the opportunity to, to work with different clients. 
Oh, that's great. And then after yeah. you worked at the agency, you actually worked for the Chicago Stock Exchange. I did. Yeah. So like working for a public exchange. Yeah. So um, that was real. That was a really cool job. And I did everything from, um, you know, when a company would go public, we would uh, have listing ceremonies on, on the trading floor. Um, you know, we would, you get, sometimes you got to work with celebrities that would come in um, for, for, for those types of activities. Um, I literally gave tours of the trading floor. Um, also uh, was the spokesperson um, for the company. Um, and, it, and it was actually a, a very small organization in terms of number of employees and and members, um, but but again, you you got to work with um, some pretty global companies and big big brands at the time. So um, just a just a really really great experience. Also gave me a really solid foundation, just in terms of understanding how business works and you know what it you know what happens uh, with public companies and 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 how stock is traded so i think it gave me a really good um business foundation that's that's worked well over the years just being able to understand how the markets work and and some of the special considerations of being a publicly traded company versus a privately traded company oh that's great i was uh, fortunate not from a work experience but my dad yeah. got me very uh uh, interested in the, the world of public securities and the stock yes. market at a very young age and something that none of my listeners know because I don't think I've shared it with I know I've not shared it on the podcast and I've not shared it with many people but when I was younger and it's still a, a dream of mine or a goal of mine today is I want to ring the bell on Wall Street oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what, that was, that's the goal that was- that was always that was fun. I mean, we had we had a platform, and um, and you would l- literally roll out this bell, and and when there were these listing ceremonies, having having folks ring that ring that bell, um, and it's been fun. Like over the course of my year, I've actually uh, you know, that that was the Chicago Stock Exchange at the time, which actually has since been purchased by another exchange and is no longer. Um, but, you know, I also spent some time at Allstate. Um, and then when I first uh, started working for Rockwell Collins at the time, had the opportunity to, to, to visit the New York Stock Exchange and participate in some bell ringing ceremonies there. So, so it's fun if you ever get a chance to do it. So. It's my plan. I'm, I'm yeah. waiting. I'm waiting for the call. So I had a friend <laughs> of mine. Uh, I, I guess there's an application process, and I had a friend of mine tell me that he put my name in. So maybe one day, but I'll have to. I'll have to follow up with him and see if he actually. Maybe he was just uh, telling me that, but but uh, we'll see. So stay tuned, folks. Maybe one day right. you'll get to see me ring the bell. Hopefully. So anyway. Um, so let's talk about, so you're at Rockwell Collins and now it's Collins Aerospace because there's been some, uh, some M&A activity yeah. and stuff over the last couple years. But talk to us, what is it like working for, and I've worked for many, many years in the aerospace industry. It's an industry that I very much love. Uh, talk to us, what was it like going into the world of aerospace and communications in that industry or that domain? Yeah, I, I fell in love with the aerospace industry. Um, 
up until the time that I went to work for Rockwell Collins, uh, I, I, I pretty much worked in financial services. And one of the things that I always kind of struggled with was that there was not really like a physical product. And when I went to, to Rockwell and saw all the cool technologies that they created to make airplanes fly and to keep our military uh, safe, uh, you know, I was just, just amazed. And it's a really, it's a really special, it's a really special community um, to work with uh, the, the journalists. Um, a lot of the journalists that I work with are former pilots. A lot of the people that you work with, to me, it's, and, and, as you know, you work in the industry, there's just a, an underlying passion, you know, for, for the people that work in the industry that, that makes it really special. Absolutely. Yeah. There's a strong connection to your purpose and to yeah. the products that you put out. It was something that I loved about the industry. I, most of my work was on the defense side of the aerospace um, yeah. industry and just being, knowing that you were bringing out products that were really making a huge difference in the marketplace, as well as in general aviation as well. It, it was just such a cool thing to be a part of. Yeah. And like what I love, love most of all is, is you never look at an airplane the same way again, right? Yes. You get on the plane and what's been really neat over my career is, is when I, you know, when I started, when I started out, it was all about the flight deck, you know, you, that, you know, Colin, Rockwell Collins at the time, you know, specialized in flight deck technology. And, and then we bought a company called BE Aerospace. And then it was all about, uh, the interiors and the seats and the lighting. And, um, and then when we merged, then when we became part of UTC, I mean, it's really nearly every aspect of the plane. So it's just, it's really fun getting on a plane and looking around saying, oh, we make that, we make that, we make that too. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yes, and I happen to notice a lot of things that Collins makes on airplanes when I fly, and I've been flying quite a bit uh, the last few months, and uh, in the in-flight entertainment system, if you've ever looked for you guys that have flown on uh, big, bigger jets, um, they have, I don't remember what Rockwell the Collins calls, it's the map, yes, the but map, it's, it's, yes. It's, a, it's a phenomenal, just the, the graphics that's in that map is compared yeah. to like 10, 15 years ago, I'm a long way. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yes. So talk to us about what were the things, so you're a senior director now, what were things that you did in your career to kind of help you to climb the ladder? How did you differentiate yourself? Share with us some things that worked with you, that worked for you, I should say, because there's a lot of people that are listening and they're always looking at how can they level up in their career? When I, when I think about my career, I've really loved that external communications piece working, working with journalists, but, um, you know, I, I was also, you know, always looking for kind of the, the larger strategy and really, you know, along the way, you know, found that where some of my greatest opportunities came were projects that I, that I volunteered to be a part of, um, or, you know, really just going beyond what was in the scope of my my daily job and opportunities, you know, did open up 
along the way. Now, I have to say there was a span of time where I think I, pr I was pretty steady. And, and honestly, for me, it was around the time that my two kids were really, really, you know, they were little, I, I had, um, you know, I had a baby, and then I had a two year old. And, you know, at that point, I was kind of just looking to, to stay steady, you kind of sense when the timing is right on on things. The communications field has changed so much um, over the course of, of my career. I mean, my God, when I started out in communications, uh, you know, there we we faxed press releases to newsrooms, right? And then now we have this thing called social media, and um, you know, the web you know, really replaced print when it, when it came to marketing your business. And, you know, I, I did a, a lot of, of reading and attending seminars and I came to my boss one day and I said, you know, Hey, there are all these emerging technologies for communications. I, I, I have some ideas on a structure that I think would work within our organization. Um, so I, so I actually proposed, um, kind of proposed my, my group at the time, which, you know, I was doing strictly media relations, but I said, you know, what if we put media relations and social media and, you know, kind of this brand element together with web, you know, it, it you know, and, and really create a cohesive um, strategy and effort around it. And, and, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about it, kind of, you know, figuring out how that all would play out in the department. Ultimately, it ended up to probably pretty big jump for me. And I, you know, I, I think over the course of my career, I've just continued to, to look at what's going on in the environment and, um, you know, looking, looking for opportunities to really expand my role. Gotcha. And did you have any mentors or sponsors that helped kind of guide you and champion you in your career yeah. progression? Yeah, I've had some great mentors along the way. Um, we actually had a really formal mentor program that I was a part of at, at the company where a mentor was, assigned to you based on uh, what your career aspirations were. So, you know, early on, I, you know, I had a, a, a female mentor who actually worked in the, in the finance department, um, had worked her way up and talked to me about her progression and what it was like to be, uh, you know, a female in a fairly male-dominated industry um, and, and gave me a lot of good insight and advice along the way. And have you found that being a woman, so the aerospace industry is predominantly a male industry. Have you found that it has been a challenge for you to progress in your career or has it been pretty smooth? What's interesting about me is that while the industry, you know, has traditionally been male dominated, I, I would say it's, it's really evolved and, and changed. And there, there is definitely an understanding about the need to diversify. And there's a huge, huge push as we, for female engineers in, in the field that I work in it might even be the opposite and communications actually tends to be a more female 
dominated industry. So I can't really say that, that I've faced a lot of roadblocks um, for me along the way. That's great. And because when I worked in aerospace, I was on the engineering side. And yeah. so that side, it's very male dominated. So it, it is a little bit, uh, it's a little bit different on the communication side. So I'm glad that you, you mentioned that. So you, I mentioned when I read your bio that you have two teenagers. So what is yes. it like? Well, a couple of <laughs> things. What is it like, especially in today's time of coronavirus where we yeah. all had to adapt? And so we've got kids at home and I know your kids are a little bit older, so it's easier yeah. than having, you know, babies around the house. But uh, yeah. how has that been kind of just navigating your career in general while being a mother? And then especially now in this time of this pandemic? Yeah. For people that are looking for work-life balance, I mean, I will just say from my perspective, there really isn't work-life balance. Um, and I, I, I think back to one of our chief information officers um, at, at Legacy Rockwell Collins. She actually talked about it in terms of it's sometimes it's one or the other, you know, that there are times that your work takes priority and there are times that your family takes priority and you just have to learn how to manage through that. And like, I, I think I mentioned earlier, there, there was a time where, when my kids were really, li really little, I, I made a very intentional decision that, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm good where I'm at right now I, you know, I'm, I'm holding steady and I didn't look to take on a lot, lot more. And, you know, that's not for everyone, but it was the right decision for me at the time. And then, you know, as they got, got older, felt like they were a little bit more um, in, independent and I could take on a little bit more, um, you know, than I did right before <laughs> COVID hit, I was traveling probably every other week. And um, that was a challenge. Um, but I think it's also been good for my kids. It's, you know, it's taught them to, to be independent, you know, and they, and they've got to see some pretty, pretty neat parts of the world too, just as part of what I did, you know, then that it just came to a full halt. <laughs> in March, right? My last time I'd been on a plane, I think was March, like right around the beginning of March. And then suddenly we were all, you know, we've, we've all been going to school out of the house and uh, on Zoom meetings all day. You know, that's been a big adjustment, but I think we've all done really well. We all respect each other's space. I really feel for, for parents that have little ones at the, at this time, but, um, but we've, we've also had a lot more quality family time too. Sure. Yep. We've got to stay adaptable for sure. Yep, and I think this, absolutely. this pandemic has definitely taught us that. So what I want to do now is I want to transition to my lightning round. I've got seven questions just for fun. Are you okay. ready? Okay, I am ready. Okay, so the first question is, what book are you currently reading or podcast are you currently listening to? I feel like I'm so behind the times, but just last week, I went with my daughter to Barnes & Noble, and I picked up uh, Lean In, um, and I've just, just started reading it. Gotcha, yeah, Lean In is a great book. I think you'll really enjoy it. Yeah. My next question is, what do you do to take a time out and decompress? Because I think that's important. We all need to do that. So what do you do to decompress? Yeah. 
you know what? I love to cook. For me, if I need to to just like unwind, at the end of the day, I actually really love coming up with different meals to make my family and I get bone appetite and I love looking through it and checking off, okay, these are recipes that I want to try. And sometimes I'll just take like an entire afternoon in the kitchen kind of experimenting and, and trying things out kind of a creative outlet for me. Oh, that's great. I am a better baker than I am a cook. I'm not a great baker, but I'm not, I'm certainly not a good cook. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My next question is who has been an influential woman in your life and why? Uh, Yeah, I've had a lot over my life, but I have to say it was my high school speech coach and English teacher. She saw, I guess, that I had a a talent for writing. Um, She really, really pushed me, but she also did it in a way that made me really see that there were opportunities there. Um, And she just was, she was just a good, good person. Um, I mean, and we, we still keep in, in contact just through Facebook and, and that, and, you know, she's still always the one that makes really positive comments on your posts or when you, you know, I, I, I share a lot of work activities that I, that I do from our social media team. So Miss Worth was awesome. And, you know, I really credit her for probably landing in the field of communications. Oh, that's great. All right. So my next question is, what is the best piece of advice that you've been given by a coach or a mentor? For me, I, and this happened early in my agency days, but, um, you know, you, you do a lot of work for, for different clients. And, you know, one day I, 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 I came in and, and had a, had a, I think it was like a bylined article that I had written for one of my clients. You know, back then you printed things out and you gave it to your boss, right? You didn't email it <laughs> to him, but you know, I handed it to him and my boss says, well, how do you feel about this? And I said, well, I think it's pretty good. You know, I think it's okay. And he's like, well, you, you think it's okay. And he told me a story about how he had handed something to his boss and said, hey, I, you know, I don't want you to hand this to me until you feel great about it. And you feel like you've done your best work. And it really stuck with me, It, you know, just in terms of taking that extra time to make sure that you that you you feel like you've really put your best foot forward and that you feel great about the product that that you've completed and I think it can be applied to a lot of different things yeah that's very true I mean you I, I've had people that have given me work and I'm like Mm, what do you think yeah. about this? You know, and right. so, yeah, <laughs> you put that best foot forward. Absolutely. My next question is I'm going to flip it and ask you, what would be the best piece of advice that you would give to somebody? I feel very strongly that when somebody has a problem or an issue, chances are they probably know what the right solution is. And I do this a lot. The advice that I also provide is if you were giving somebody else advice on this issue, what's the advice that you would give them? And I think probably nine times out of 10, they answer their 
their own questions. And I, I actually play that, that on myself as well, where, okay, I've got this problem and I'm trying to sort through the issue. If somebody came to me with this issue, what would that, what would their advice be? So that's, um, so I guess it's, it's really, um, you know, taking a step back and looking at things from an outside perspective. All right. My next question is what is one thing that most people don't know about you? I think for the most part, I come off as being pretty calm, you know, in my, in my job, I do have to deal with a, a lot of crisis situations where, you know, you're representing the company. And I think people probably would be surprised then to find out that I'm a chronic worrier, <laughs> that my brain is always on. And I am, um, I am constantly thinking about different scenarios and, and things that, that could happen. And my last question is if you were stranded on an island and you could only bring one thing with you, now keep in mind you have everything you need to survive. So it's not a survival question. It's just more of a comfort. What would that one thing that you would want to have with you be? Well, here's the question. Does it, do they have cellular service? Because my, 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 go ahead be my cell phone. It would probably be my journal. I journal a lot. You know, it really helps me sort through things. And um, even just, just in terms of documenting my experiences, I, I'd probably bring my journal with me. Okay, great. Well, Pam, thank you so much for being on the show today. Any final thoughts as we close? First of all, I think what you're doing is great in terms of talking about women and leadership, sharing your experiences. Uh, you know, just final thoughts for me, just um, in terms of, of reaching your career aspirations, doing what you love to do is so important. And um, it's probably during the most challenging of times, what, what keeps me going is that, you know, I know what I love to do. I'm passionate about it. And um, I, you know, think makes for a rewarding and satisfying life in the long run. Absolutely. I think when you stay connected to what you're passionate about and that's your purpose, then it makes it easier to navigate anything that you have to go through in life. Absolutely. Well, Pam, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been a true pleasure. All right. Thank you, Jen. And thanks to everyone for listening. And uh, before I end the show, just want to remind those women who are listening to the episode. uh, I mentioned in an episode before, it's been a little while that I have this She's Got Game Facebook group where we connect with other amazing women. We do networking sessions, free webinars. So please, I invite you to join us in that group. You can go to powerandimpact.com and there's a button at the top of the webpage so you can join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there. And thanks again for listening to today's episode. Until next time, make sure that you suit up, you show up, and you move the ball. Thank you for listening to Move the Ball. To see more about what I'm up to and how I can help you, to move the ball. Check out my website at www.jenniferagarrett.com. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. And also join the Move the Ball Facebook group for even more content and to be a part of the Move the Ball movement.